Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Over the Wall Podcast. I am your host, Yessie, and I'm here with... Diego. And Jocelyn. And today we are touching up on how Latinx music has crept in to American mainstream. I think that one of the uh, stand-up points so far that I can think of is the um, Coachella Act, Los Tucanes de Tijuana, were the first Norteño act, and they made history with that, and they played their classic hit La Chona wait 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 wait, wait. what is this Coachella thing you're talking about are you joking I'm not joking just kidding I am okay what okay Coachella's where a bunch of rich white kids go to to listen to some Norteños? music and dress like they're homeless people they definitely would not go there to listen to Norteño music this is the, the first time that they've done so which kudos to mm-hmm. Los Tucanes because they're, what, in their 50s? They're older guys. Oh, yeah. They've been a band since 87. Mm-hmm. So, For a minute. Since before you were born. Yeah, actually, before I was born. And you. And, and you. Me. Oh, my goodness. For those who are not familiar with La Chona, it is a, it's perfect for any occasion. Baptisms. Quinceañeras. Bodas. Birthday parties. Palimpiar en el domingo en la mañana. Barbecues but it's really the classic song for any celebration in anyone's life and they played it in a really cool venue and i i don't know i just i just really like the idea that they went to this very kind i guess i would yeah i would say like quote-unquote elite type of venue music festival like i mean they have these, ariana grande right yeah like these tickets a ticket can cost them like 450 to a thousand dollars like if that's not like very exclusive you know for a certain community that can afford this or you know even people who are just like saving up for this you know it's like a very it's an expensive thing so it, it's kind of a little like elite um luxury that you can give yourself with this concert ticket um for sure and rolling stone has a really great article about the event and it's i thought it was like a super sweet article because they interviewed the lead singer and they were even given keys to the city Mm. by the mayor the city of coachella the city of coachella yeah and they've created i don't know it's such great representation of some of the i mean it's not like it's the music that everyone in mexico listens to but it's a well-known song it's very popular you know, it's that, like I said, it's a classic hit, but I think it's just really cool that, that it's being represented on such a, a large scale. I agree. And I think like even you kind of see La Chona everywhere a little bit now, you know, with even like the YouTube videos that you see little remakes of people just like dancing to it or um, switching up the lyrics on it. There's a really not cute one with the one that we saw. Um, I think we were looking at it yesterday with people translating the whole song which that wasn't cute but um in essence like you're hearing the song a lot more everywhere i think it's cool too that they as artists went through a lot of ups and downs in their career they had like 70 some hits in their history of being a band but also on the flip side they were banned from (laughs) they can't play in tijuana anymore (laughs) because they do narco corridos yeah they got banned in a few places so it's it's pretty cool that they are still able to create music and be as popular as they are so for so long and so late in their career. Yeah, you know they're total like abuelos at this point, probably. Oh yeah, they can adopt me. I'll be their grandkid. Give me that chona money. Yes, I wire me that chona money so I can live my life, abuelo. 
whatever your name is, lead singer guy. Is it Mario? I don't even know what it is. Esteban. Esteban? No, I don't, I don't think so. Say, really? Don't you think really so. Google that real quick. But I think it's really cool that I think a Latinx music has been a bit more mainstreamed. You know, that song with Cardi B and Selena Gomez and... Yeah. Debbie Yankee. Two other people. <laughs> like a whole lot other people. I think even like another like recent one, like Madonna. She was on a song with a really like top like Latin artist right now and she's Maluma. Freaking Madonna. I was like, what? With Maluma? Yeah, with Maluma. It was a combo, a duo I did not imagine to happen at all. It is. It is getting a lot more mainstream. You're seeing a lot of more col- um, collaborations with Latin artists and like pop musicians or even some a little bit more like indie alternative, like slower type of maladas type of stuff. Well, like a couple of years ago, we went to Ruido Fest, which is mm-hmm. like a music festival down in Chicago. It's like a, they had all Latin music pretty much. Yeah. Um, if people from Chicago, it's basically a riot fest, but with like Latin music. With Latin music. Sounds like fun. So it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty fun. pretty cool. I, I, also, I also like how there's a lot of representation on different Latinx backgrounds. Like there's a lot of. Afro-Latinos that are being represented in the music scene. And I think that's really important, too, because, you know, I think that when people think of Latinx people, they, by default, would sometimes think Mexican. Yes. Which is, like, fine, you can think that, but it's not represented above the Latinx experience or the Latinx community, you know, specifically people who are Afro-Latinos. Mm-hmm. And kind of going to that comment, um, Rilo Fest, exactly how Dio was saying it, just... It was really neat to see like this environment just created for Latin musicians. And it wasn't just, as they're saying, like Mexican artists. It wasn't just like your banda, you know, like I think we do see a lot of bandas come into the States. You know, there's a really big crowd for that. Um, But these were like very like upcoming artists. They were artists that um, I feel like pulled a crowd. They were artists from like Latin America, Latin America, you know, but not in like south america chile peru like um mexico but then i don't know there was just like you saw the whole mix of like south america and latin america um kind of in this rilo fest and i think it was super neat just like bringing um it was the first time we had gone and just bringing the whole like music festival and like creating that environment of latin music not just for the latinos that went to it but like for people's exposure to you know like good music um what did you what do you think of that yg song go loco that we heard today i like the beat the lyrics are garbage i I agreed the the beat's really cool and listening to the lyrics was you didn't just listen. You also read the lyrics. Yeah. Which I think made it even worse. Yeah. I'd rather listen to reggaeton. Yeah. Uh, well, reggaeton. Uh, I, you know, I'm okay with listening to the beat, like the instrumental part of the song, because it's really cool. But. Because it did put in like some mariachi, like guitar, Spanish type yeah. of feel to it. So, I mean, that's another, you know, uh, integration of positives and so i'm that's not a, that's a net positive the lyrics not so much but n- no it's very insulting to everything latinx women 
all women. Very insulting to all women. Let's be honest. Okay, fair. Um, oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Like, there's rap music, as it's oh. it is known. No, no. I was what I was gonna mention was that I honestly enjoyed the imagery of the video, though. Con las cholas, oh, los cholos. Those cholas, I was living for their look. They were. It was so they were great. Seven looks. Is it because you can't dress like that? You have to be professional. Yeah, and looking like a chola in the Midwest. Uh, if now, if you guys all dress like cholos with me, I would be down for it. But I definitely would have to invest in a lot of like gold hair pieces and giant gold hoops. Yes, a lot of eyeliner. <laughs> Lip liner. I need to switch up my whole tattoo style. You do. You, you got to put um, a lot of uh, clowns, maybe. Aztec. The the guy holding the lady. Mm, las manos <laughs> I don't think that cupcake and taco brownie tattoo will. The taco has a mustache. That one will get a pass. <laughs> we'll get a pass. Maybe put a Mexican flag behind the cupcake one. I think that would pass. Yeah. Honestly, I think that would be acceptable. Get my HR Mexico stamp. But you also. <laughs> But you also have a street name already. I do have a street name. Little Spooky Nug. Little Spooky Nug. Yeah. I, I think we wouldn't. Yeah, no. They know me in the streets, fam. I was never out of pocket. <laughs> and I don't get messy. <laughs> okay. Good. Because if you did, we might have some problems. Um, And I think one of the other. Oh, I was going to say. I don't know. I forgot. Do you guys remember way back when in high school when Daddy Yankee started coming out and people lost their shit over gasolina? Oh, yeah. I mean, people still lose their shit over <laughs> gasolina, I feel. Especially in Mexico. Yeah. There's a um, deficio de gasolina, so the lines are really long. So. <laughs> I like that. That, that was good. That's going to stay in probably. <laughs> you mean this artist that had been out for a while? Yeah. That people just recently discovered. Quote discovered. unquote. Discovered, yeah. Or I guess in this point, it's quote unquote really remembered about him because it, it just, I don't recall him having a US hit in some time. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when, I guess, the whole perreando thing that was shocking to a lot of people. Like, oh my gosh, our kids are dancing in sexually provocative ways. Your kids have always been grinding. <laughs> just FYI, <laughs> lady. Just let you know. Calm down, Kathy. Little Becky was grinding on Timothy all those years. <laughs> For sure. This ain't new. I remember prom, only prom that I went to. There was a lot of grinding going on in there. A little too much perreo. Yes. Girl, mm. yes. But that's the only way to dance. That's To true. Daddy Yankee. And I think, yeah, like going into that, I think you're seeing like Diddy Yankee and like almost every other song, along with like Maluma, J Balvin, and all those people, like Cardi B, too. She's in almost every other song. Um, but I think, like, at least like lately, what I've been noticing, I mean, I think a lot of older artists in general and a lot of different genres, not just like pop or reggaeton, like they get their eras and they get their moments. Like, one of the ones I don't know if y'all remember her, um, but Evie Queen? She's still doing things? She just came back up. I thought she died. She came up from mm-hmm. the dead. <laughs> Damn. That's a powerful necromancer. Um, and she's kind of got some beef with like another artist right now. Is it Cardi B? Carol G. I don't know who Similar to Cardi B, but like not. Nah. But Carol. Carol. But Carol G? Goddamn Carol. 
Carol G. Carol G. Sí, Carol G. Please pronounce her full name correctly. Carol G. Kind of like my um, street name. If you disrespect my street name, we gonna have problems. What the hell is Carol's street name? Is that her street name? Because <laughs> girl, step it up. And and I think just like when you kind of go back and think, or when these um, artists like reemerge. There, there are still songs though that in our music history are just staples. So you know we were talking a little bit earlier about La Chona, so like that's just a staple. Gasolina is a staple. Oh God, I mean, does it really matter? Who were the other reggaetoneros that made it into that Fast and the Furious movie? Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh my God, you cannot forget him. <laughs> oh, Don Omar and Tego Calderon. Tego uh, Calderon is. Badass. It was them too. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I think that's around when it started. Like people creeping up, and now we have los tucanos de Tijuana playing at Coachella. It is. This is the future, people. This is the future. The future um, is now. That's true. And I think yeah. And I think that's the kind of that's showing like the inter in the crossing of like music and artists and even just like within film in itself um it's an interesting dynamics i think yeah i think it is really cool that latinx people have started to come up to the foreground of what is mainstream culture and and i like that there's uh, some diversity that's come from it i think you also can't forget like j-lo and mark anthony like i would anywhere in the world i think you would be able to ask someone on the street like Oh, have you heard of Mark Anthony? Have you heard of um, J Lo? I think Shakira. those. Yeah, Shakira. I think globally, there's also this culture um, with certain with certain artists that I think crossing into like different um, cultures and like you know people are dancing to their music and it's just like part of like the vibrancy with, that the, it's being created. You can't forget about your boy Ricky Martin. And Ricky Martin. That's right. I kind of forgot about him. Enrique Iglesias. Oh, yeah. Gosh, who and else am I forgetting? Juan Gabriel. Uh, Luis Juan Gab- Miguel. But, but Zor- Juan Gar- I don't know if he's translated. But yeah, I wouldn't. I think that Selena definitely has Selena. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Like they, She has just still such a passionate group following. And she was you know, famous back in the 90s, you know? Yeah. Celia Cruz. Celia. Well, Celia. yeah. yeah that's very true. Celia yeah. Cruz. Azúcar. Sometimes I like to say basura, but when something's garbage, <laughs> so it doesn't sound so negative. I just kind of like uplift it a little bit, but still calling that thing or person garbage. This <laughs> one does. Like you're garbage, but I'm gonna say it in a happy way. You know, that. you're garbage, but yeah. See, it doesn't feel so awful. It's like I am garbage, but that's a good jam. <laughs> you're not wrong. But also, I must dance now. <laughs> I must dance now. <laughs> what would you guys consider like a classic song or classic artist? Gente. A huevo. Yes. For me, I think of Juan Gabriel. Juan Gabriel. Classic. Juan is a good choice. He's been around since like the 70s or something? 60s? Who's been, I wonder who's been around longer. Gente. How long has Juan Gabriel? When was he active? When was he born? Who's going to... Uh, Just go to Wikipedia uh, yes. and look at years active. 71. 
Vicente years active, 1965 to 2016. Mm. And he's still alive, too, so that's 1.0. And he only retired from performing, not from creating new stuff. Interesting. Hmm. At least that's what it says. So, I mean, sure, classic. Problematic? Hell yeah. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't all the greatest artists? Or is that just an excuse shitty artists use? I feel it's worth the same. There isn't a person out there in the limelight, I think, that has, quote unquote, like a perfect way of living. And there's always going to be something that's going to be unappeasing to people, mm-hmm. you know, like Chintis thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm perfect, but not everyone can achieve that. You know, we all can't be you, Diego. And I just that's wish true. that you would stop rubbing that in our faces. It's fine. Don't Pure worry about perfection. It. Yes, you are perfection. Um, okay. You also, did you... Uh, did you come to a conclusion on what is a... Este Elvis Crespo, the suavecito... I forgot all about him. Oh, yeah. He's a person <laughs> yeah. that exists and or existed. Yeah. I don't know if he's dead or alive. Still alive. He came out with something like two, three years ago. That's a... Karen, I got Celia Cruz stuck in my head. Oh, Celia Cruz. Aida Cueva, she's really good. I have no idea who that is. Um, she's kind of like around the era of like Rocio Durcal. What about Los Tigres Los Tigres del Norte. Los Tigres del Norte. Yes. Angeles de Charlie. There you go. Oh my god. Los Angeles de Charlie. Los Bukis, wey. Los Temerarios. Jesus, Mexican Jesus. Classic. Jesus. Marco Antonio Solis. How could I forget? Yeah, how could you forget that? My aunt had a calendar of what I thought to be Jesus in her kitchen. And until, like, I think halfway through the year, I finally looked at the calendar and I'm like, oh, that's, that's Marco Antonio Solis. But it was just him in like white shirts with a white background. <laughs> Didn't I trade your mom a bunch of like burned CDs for like a scarf and a hat? Yeah. After mm-hmm. like we talked about how I went to a concert where I saw um, Marco Antonio Solis, Vicente Fernandez, and what was that other guy? Mm-hmm. El otro charro. Alejandro Fernandez? No. No, not his kid. Um, the one with the curly hair guy? Que tiene un bigote. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, nar- that narrows it down by a lot. Oh, Pepe Aguilar? Brian? Pepe Aguilar. Oh, Pepe Aguilar. Oh, my God. Yeah, I went to go see... Oh, no, shit. I think it was Alejandro. Was it? Yeah, it was Marco Antonio Solís, Alejandro Fernandez, and Pepe Aguilar. That's a solid trio. And we it got is. tickets. I was third row in. How expensive were those tickets? Like 300 bucks. Oh my God. For one person or all together? For one person. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It was worth it. They all put on a really good show. I bet. And they've been in the industry for fucking decades. Um, Who recently, well, not who recently joined the industry because she's been working at it, but um, Pepe Aguilar's daughter. I don't know if y'all heard her. Um, Angel Aguilar. Beautiful voice. Um, she sings when, uh, she sings a version of La Llorona and it's so pretty and she definitely has like that traditional, um, kind of, um, culture genre to her music. Oh my God. She's beautiful. She is. Holy shit, she dude. Is. And she just had her quinceanera, um, I think maybe last year. Her quinceanera was what? off the charts. They have a YouTube channel. Quien? Pepe Aguilar and Torres' daughter. That's cute. And so does his son. His son sings too? Yeah. That sounds alright though. Sing? It's kind of cool that they're like working. Yeah. I just want to say that I'm really glad that things are changing and things are kind of become a bit more blended and it's great to 
hear different music and hear perspectives that are different and you know just have a good time and have some good jams how do you feel about artists singing or in a different language that's not there ah that is a really good one i think as long as it's well executed so do you remember when we, when we watched hecho en mexico and Shanique had that English song, and it was awful. But then she sang in Spanish, and it was, like, great. Beautiful. I wouldn't say beautiful. It was just better. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the trees. and It was fine. Right. It was much better than the English. Now, that's yeah. an example of trying to do some sort of, like, cross-cultural thing and it not maybe working out. Mm-hmm. You know? That's my thought. What do you think? What do y'all think? Uh, some people can pull it off, I think. I yeah. think so Ed did it okay. They have like one or two of the earlier songs. And then they sprinkled some English every once in a while. Yeah. Um, who else does it? Like the Taki Taki song. That's kind of English and Spanish <laughs> blended. Oh, yeah. I like it. took me a second there. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about? Just makes me hungry for Takis. I think it's super neat. I think, you know, there's traditional songs. Um, and I think as modern as music can get, as to traditional to acoustics and everything I think music's beautiful and it's all its form it's really fun how you're saying to see how people are playing with music and um, languages and beats and just kind of combining genres and everything so music's fun Um, I hope it continues to be fun music is significant and you know music just kind of is a combination of a little bit of everything and one of the things with like singing people singing a different language I think it's okay how you both are saying if they can execute it and it's done well um, and properly, like good for the song, good for the artists that are involved. But I think one of the things that wouldn't be okay would be if someone is singing like an experience in a song that really cannot be sung by a person of a different um, like background, you know, like that's where I would have a problem if someone's singing like, my experience as a ranchero when it's like a white girl with blue eyes singing that like that would just be weird but that sounds like all of country music right because i bet you none of them have ever fucking farmed a day in their fucking lives so i think just as long as it's not like being combined in a weird way that like people are singing about experiences that they never have had yeah, I think it's fine. People singing in different um, languages, you know, as long as it's done like well and um, and it's just good duos or whatever it is that they're doing. But I think it's fun to mix music, genres, beats and all that good stuff. So music's fun as well as music is amazing when it's also kept in its traditional authenticity. Music is fun and it's an experience. It is. And it's great that things are coming together and it's not just one specific genre that's the the hot hit of the day and stuff so Mm. oh that's cool it is keep making music thank you for listening to another episode of over the wall podcast find us on itunes stitcher and google play subscribe rate and review our podcasts send us an email to over the wall cast at gmail.com